it tells you in your life. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really, really good. I'm here once again with Roger Wood here at NA Family Chiropractic. Uh, we're here for the Health Unplugged show once again, and we've got a good topic for you today. As always, we we're not just going to ramble on, and, well, we will, but the topic today is talking about calories in versus calories out. Which is ironic because this is going on uh, Facebook Live, but for the uh, podcast, which will come out down the line, it's uh, Friday the 14th, Valentine's. So when we go now for those meals and those little box of chockies have come, uh, we've got some, some bad news that it's not quite as simple as calories in, calories out. It could be. Just eat all the chocolate and worry about it tomorrow. That's an option, I that, suppose. That's why it's just called the sit diet, the start it tomorrow diet. But see, well, the seafood diet. Seafood, seafood eating. Yes, uh, that, that's what it was. But calories in versus calories out, everyone has been saying it's as simple as that for weight loss. And as an energy balance, it should be simple for an energy balance. Like you burn more than you take in. It, you know, it, sounds, it sounds so good for it to be as simple as that. Yeah. But. I think we've got to understand what is a calorie. Go for it. <laughs> I'll say for you go. So, um, a really good. Uh, this is my old cheat sheet. <laughs> a really good article that I can I can post and link have the link to. It's from the Economist. Um, it's their science edition, and it's May two thousand and nineteen. An article which talks and is headlined: "Counting calories is a waste of time, death of the calorie." So it's a really good, interesting read. It's a lot of, it goes a lot more than about the calorie. It goes into, you know, the macronutrients, protein, fats, and the old sugar diets and low calories and low fat diets and how that um, in the 1970s when the US Senate put through articles and pumped that the, the fat was the big issue and then they pumped the low, low fat uh, foods and from 1975 to 2016, obesity um, went through the roof. But an interesting thing is it comes through and talks about the origin of the calorie. And the calorie comes from the Latin word calor, which is heat. Yep. And it's actually used to measure the efficiency of steam engines, way back, where one calorie is the energy required to heat one kg of water by one degree Celsius. What that's got to do with how we eat food, who knows? Right. But this is going back to the 1860s, where they then got to, the, to their realization that food to the body is what fuels the fire. So they were looking at a way to measure how much energy food gave us. Yeah. Um, which in its, in its simple, simplicity is great, but unfortunately they're using the wrong measurement and the wrong tool to try and get that idea of what we eat provides us with energy. Because there's no doubt that what we eat provides us energy. We know that the body breaks it down, it utilizes. So it should provide us with energy. Well, Whenever it, our body can actually get the energy from that food, it's another matter. Yeah, yeah. but, there's, but we, we can't, it's very hard to argue that, that we, we, if we don't eat food, they will survive. We need to have that to provide, but we tend to regard it as, a, as fuel. So in the old me mechanistic way, we are relating it to a steam engine, to a car. But unfortunately, it's just not, it doesn't but hold up. It doesn't work that way. Without looking at what a calorie is and all these different things, that some people are just doing calories in versus calories out. Well, 
where people aren't actually counting the calories in correctly. And let's just look at the basics of that first, that before we go into the deeper and some of the science side of things that if people are tracking their calories and then using an app such as MyFitnessPal or Lose or whatever it is, they might be missing things off. They might be tracked wrong in there and you might actually be thinking you're having 18, 19, 2,000 calories a day mm. and you're actually having 2,300, 2,500, which over a week adds up. And then we look into it as well that, okay, well, average out over a week. Uh, who said uh, the calories had to be by a day, which average over time. But also as well, there's gonna be things that when we look at calories out, using something like an Apple Watch, a Fitbit, whatever it is you use, they're not gonna be the most accurate either, no. potentially. They do calibrate over time to a degree, but again, it's every single person's gonna be different in what they burn for an hour of running. Yeah. So there's calories in that might be wrong if you're not uh, marking it right. Calories out might be wrong, so you might be thinking you're burning more calories than you are. And then uh, we look at even nutritional labels. Yeah, I mean, is it I don't... Either way? Yeah, it's around between 8 to 10%, yeah. yeah. I don't, the, the people misinterpret that I, then I am against calorie counting. I don't mind calorie counting because it, it's a, it gives you a baseline. Yeah. It gives you a variable where you can start from. Um, the trouble is, is when it's, when you base everything on a calorie, um, then, and, the, and there is people out there who promote, it doesn't matter what it is. The body's so good that it will convert and do all sorts of things. It's just whatever calorie. Um, it will do all sorts of things. But you can't, exactly. Not necessarily good you things. can't have the calorie at 200 calories from a, from a chocolate bar and 200 calories from um, a carrot stick are, are going to be processed and worked in a totally different way. They're still going to be calories, but then when we look at the nutrients, the digestive ability, what is that going to do cellular function-wise to the body? Yeah. And is there going to be inflammation caused by it? Now, again, it can work with different vegetables as well because just because some food is labeled a healthy food, it isn't necessarily going to be healthy for every single person. You, you might be someone who loves broccoli and your body loves it. I might have broccoli and it floats me up. There's so many different things which we see as actually being healthy or not. And this is where, I mean, I love it when I work with clients on a one-to-one -one basis and talking about nutrition on that one-to-one -one basis because there's no one-size-fits-all. And we spoke about this with genetics a, a little while ago that um, so many different people have different outliers when it comes to their genes and um, certain diets are going to work for them. Some people might thrive off of a vegan diet because their genes are switched on in a certain way. Some people might thrive off a of ketogenic, some people might thrive off of fasting, but like for fasting example, if you've not got good blood glucose management, then it's probably not going to be the good thing for you. No. And everyone needs to be done down to an individual level when it comes to what calories do they need. Like when we look at yeah, the so do calories. you think that people should stay away from looking at labels and calories? No. Or they use that, incorporate that in, in amongst many other? Because you've also got things like, like, like the glycemic index. that uh, load as well. That, yeah, which is really good. And, and you were talking along calories. In, the, in this article, it talks about that of, of different foods. So like with sugar, um, if you take sugar in what form it's presented in, so sugar from a fizzy drink, um, can result in a sugar blood sugar spike or, or use uptake of approximately 30 calories a minute. Again, how they work that out, I don't know. But it, uh, 30 calories in a minute compared to 2 calories a minute from complex carbohydrates. 
So this element of I have a sugar which has 30 calories and I have a, a you know oats which carry 30 calories. Your body is going to utilize them in a totally different way. Well, yeah. So I don't believe that there's. I think there's lots of different tools, but it's like someone saying, "How is well is my health just on my weight, or what's my weight? What's my health like just on blood pressure?" They are useful tools, but there's loads of tools, and the more tools you use, the more you understand your health, the more you can customize your diet for your benefit, for health, as well as perhaps. Yeah, and, and I think as well when it comes to calories in versus calories out. The way I work with clients when we start working, and I may not know loads about them at the start, which is why we work together for a period of time. The further we go, the more I get to know the client, the better the results come. Because just like we've, I've been coming here for, I think since 2008, which is crazy, 2008, 2009, 10, 12 years. And the way you adjust me as a chiropractor has changed over that time. Yes, yeah. your knowledge has got better as well, but as you've got to know how my, my body is working. I'm glad so, we, well, I hope so. I hope, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Time, yeah. Oh, my knowledge has got I've better as well. wasted a hell of a lot of yeah. time, energy, and Time, and energy, study. money, and study, and everything, but uh, everyone has to be on an individual basis. And so yeah. I'll work with a client and we'll find out what they are doing at the moment because just because the government says, a woman needs to have this amount of calories, say 1,500 calories, a guy has to have 2,000 calories basic without doing anything, then it doesn't necessarily mean that's where their body but is going to be at. Don't you think as a, as a society we're lazy though? We'd, we'd like a, just follow to just set point. follow this, just follow this recipe, follow this protocol, just follow this system. And for, for you know, the, the 80-20 rule, probably most people will get some benefit. Most people will get some benefit, but then how long are they going to stick with that? when they slow, the benefits slow down and everything. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, for me, it's really, it's, it's trying to encourage people to go on a journey of, of, of exploration, you know, so how do you feel after you've had that whole box of chocolates? You know, you feel lousy, or you might feel okay. Someone else we were talking about earlier of how people process um, caffeine, you know, fast metabolizers, slow metabolizers, it's gonna be the same like, so the more you, you you go on a journey of discovery for yourself, the more complicated it becomes, but also more enlightened you become of, of what it is for yourself. So I think it's a case of trying to encourage people actually not to fall into the trap of following a, a set protocol, but go on a journey. Then that means using other resources, lots of tools, or using someone like a, um, a coach or a mentor, or, or using multiple to gain different opinions, but, but you're still the central, the person must be engage in it themselves yeah. otherwise they're just following the trend or following a fad or you you know relinquishing um responsibility and say i'll just do whatever you tell me if someone says you know you don't well, learn that it, way and then i found if i've had a client like that before they've then developed anxiety if i've not been able to answer quickly yeah and and That's also we're not going to have all the answers so you go in on then that journey of discovery with that person you become a team for their benefit and and they learn and be happy at some stage that you know actually I don't know if I need to work with you for a while or they do go and they come back and say I've now got a certain point I value your input again mm -hmm. um, I think we a lot of people in healthcare are, are very much of um, I'm, I'm the only resource I know it all and the days gone by it used to be you know doctor comes from the from the word teacher it used to be that you, you don't know anything so you go to the doctor the doctor tells you what to do they the ones with the information. Now I think people 
are able to be in um, are empowered to to say I'm I'm developing. I want to know knowledge, but now I where do I draw that information from? And that can actually be dangerous as well. Well, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Facebook gurus when it comes to Googling things Lots and all these Google. different things. And, and even with some of the doctors now, because of the pressure they're under and the actual education they have, they are general practitioners, most of them, unless they come to specialists. Yeah. And even last week, I posted on Facebook about a client that I'm working with. She's got some very deep health things going on, and she hadn't slept since she was 16. She's coming up to her 40th birthday. Last two weeks, she slept all the way through. And the doctors are taking from six meds to one med through me going there with her and consulting with her doctor. I'd never say to a patient, take medicine out yeah, yeah. because it's the doctor's place on like me suggesting it to him. But it was amazing for the doctors to actually admit that what I've been doing is way ahead of what they've actually been taught or in they're their not, scope. Yeah, but they're not taught. But that's when a really good doctor says... I'm here to, to do my bit, well. to my, do my bit along those. But again, I think it's refreshing for them if they've got someone who's engaged, who's trying to improve their, their health, and they're mm -hmm. they're in part of that process from a medical perspective. So, um, and yeah. I think it's our responsibility as well as practitioners, myself in nutrition and training, um, and yourself in chiropractic, and also knowing nutrition as well. That if there is something out of our scope, to refer them to the right people. So oh, it's irresponsible if, if not. And too and, many people have noticed in fitness do that. And people, it's really interesting also, is that whilst also you have a responsibility to say, listen, I think something's going on. I think you need to consult your your healthcare professional, appropriate one, whether it's a medic or not, or GP, or or uh, that they have the skills. And I think we have a way. It's also not our right to say you need to come off it. Mm -hmm. But you also can say, by doing this, you might find that your medication needs to change because you're improving your health. So over some people, they've had to change their blood pressure medications because their blood pressure gets too low because they, they haven't changed the dose where they've increased their health. So just as if your health deteriorates, you might need higher doses of something. When your health improves, you also but you also got to engage the, G, the GP. Yeah. They've got to oversee it um, because you don't want people just to say, oh, well, I'll just half the dose or I don't need this or change that. You've got to work. You've got to work with them. And you can actually, like, when we're not actually outsourcing things to the people with more knowledge than us, and we can actually harm people's health. I've seen so many people in fitness, specifically coming from this background of prescribing diets when they are just a personal trainer, and I, I, it's a case of where most of the time that uh, client has probably asked for it, but it should be outsourced to someone who's actually nutritional trained and, and that sort of thing. My, that's, that was my, my biggest frustration when I was just a personal trainer. That's the big I couldn't thing. go into the depth I wanted to yeah. and I also only had that specific time there to work with them and it would be massively frustrating. And that's the big thing with nutrition is that um, you've got like anything, you've got different layers. Mm -hmm. If you have a, you know, most people kind of think, can identify eating crisps all the time is not as healthy as eating salad. However, when you look at further into the biochemistry behind nutrition, so how the body um, uses nutrition, and you start looking into um, you know, fats, you're looking into carbohydrates, metabolism, you're looking into genetics and all that, you can have the strange situation where someone from a moral perspective can be, you know, and have very, very strong views of, say, being something like vegan.
but a, a therapist could turn around and say there's snips and things in your genetics or how things that probably make being a vegan not in your in your best health interests mm -hmm. now as a health profession you can say this is would be my recommended to to check whether you still want to do that with this recommendation if they still want to be vegan for moral fair dues but they may well be in their health benefits not the best as just as someone who's a very strong carnivore is saying your your genetic code or your health parameters are so strong to say that you need to change the way you look at eating and maybe eat more vegetarian based foods because you of your your genetic makeup is making you higher risk for certain conditions you can go either way now when you get some some professions who just from a like you know um, there may be a health trend or something which then or they then one size fits all and and a lot of um, a lot of health professions also bring a bit of their own bias into it and say yeah well this will be a good thing for, you know because everyone should do that um, it's it's not it has to be more more specific and it has to look at many parameters and I agree with you I think there's a lot of when it comes to diet weight loss and nutrition it's far more complicated for the individual than just general trends and you can quite easily change the um, change the scales and become very ill so if you judge your, if you judge how you're doing by weight loss, not weight loss with health gain, you can you can create some big problems. There's a lot of people that have some some real significant health issues from losing weight very efficiently, but they they become unhealthy. Just as much as you can have be very unhealthy by gaining too much weight or doing that incorrectly. And also as well, we talk about genetics and someone being genetically predisposed to something. There was, I was reading a book the other day and they were talking about our environmental toxins and how depending on the toxin you face the multiplier is different depending on the stress that's going on in your life with your genetics and it worked out this code which I was trying to remember but I'm not going to attempt it but it was talking about how that two people could be genetically predisposed for the same illness so it could be cancer or whatever it is but they're at different times of their life and they hit a toxin which is supposed to trigger that illness in the environment but because one person has been stressed out uh, they've just had a breakup they've just had a change of boss at work which made their work really really stressful they're hating that they're not getting very much sleep that person is in a higher stress state than this other person that hits that toxin this person gets adrenal fatigue this person gets cancer and um, even though they both had the predetermined like yeah. problem going on there so what that it, is 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 epigenetics yes and epi epigenetics transgenerational like genetics as well, like people in the Holocaust that are being studied now, people with the Holocaust, their grandchildren are still like having problems. Yeah, that's a huge. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And like Chernobyl, like is it Chernobyl children, how they're now having babies. Well, you mentioned earlier we were talking about methylation and folic acid. Um, you know, if even as simple as simple as when your genetic code is is not allowing you to break down uh, folic acid properly. That can have a huge, a huge effect on your DNA. And your DNA then is having a huge effect on how your body is running and replicating itself. And that, that affects the gen DNA down the line. Yeah. So nutrition, so when a lot of people tend to think, oh, nutrition is just fuel, just calories in, calories out. It's really not understanding the huge significance on a, on a biochemical perspective of how the body and functions. But adding that as well, like we've got obesogens more and more in the environment and around us more and more nowadays and yeah. there are studies on that i mean and just stress as well stress. when stress changes your cortisol levels 
it changes how your body breaks down cholesterol and and affects estrogen and testosterone levels etc it's huge you yeah. you could be really starving yourself and trying to lose weight and your weight doesn't do anything or even goes up and the reason being is that you're so stressed that the body is just literally people know they go on you know in time, times of starvation the body wants to hold on hold on to fat more water but it's actually but it's actually biochemical uh, process in place for the body is so amazing to do that for a reason yeah. it doesn't want to yeah. to survive yeah um, so it's not as simple as oh, I just eat less or like, when people are actually um, stress levels are low they're, 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 they're in a more of an ideal pattern of life they can actually increase calories of good foods so as, as far as calories go they've kind of increased their calorie intake but they've lost they're losing weight people know a lot of people say oh I'm losing weight now, but I'm eating so much more. Usually they're eating more of the good stuff and the body's doing a good old detox yep. clear out. And it's just fun. Most of it is, is, is water in the beginning. Um, but it's, it, it's well known that, that if you count the calories, you can get people uh, healthier, losing weight, and but, they, but eating more calories. So I think calories are a good starting point. Calories are good because you know what's going in to a degree to then be able to change yeah. But you need to know. But, that you know, but how do they work out the calories? By someone's dodgy input in my fitness pal when they scan the barcode. Yeah, but do you know how they how they worked out calories? How's that? So they took it took food and they take put it into a calorimeter. Calorimeter, yeah. Yeah, and they uh, they burn it. We had to do that in uni, Oxford. And so what they do, they burn it and they measure how much it, they. So they have a set amount of energy they put in, so they can measure that, and then they measure how much energy gets put out. And then that amount of energy is its calorie, the calorific potential. It has to be within 10% each yeah. way. And that so, changes during so the year. So I don't well. know about you, but you know, I love curry, but not everything I, I eat. Like nachos. Everything, everything I eat doesn't turn into fire. No. And then give me energy. It's not rocket fuel that we're eating. Your body has to break it down and it uses nutrients to run the body. It's not fuel. It's not like putting... You know, this has got more calories in it because when I pour it on the fire, it makes it gives off more heat. It's not heat. It's not. It's not a heat, and it's not. If that was the case, everyone just turn the heat in a full blast. So when you look at the calorie, actually, and we say yes, it's a good starting point. <coughs> it's a measure. It heat. is, but we don't. We don't burn. We don't burn our food. We don't. It's not giving off heat. But also, as, as we said, and like touching on, I need to find the study again, but it was about rats. Of, I mean. I, uh, and the toxins in the environment. I'm really, they I'm were given, sure I've eaten rats. I'm not doing eating rats. <laughs> they, they were uh, given exactly the same amount of calories, and then one was exposed to certain toxins, BPAs, xenoestrogens, um, and things. And the other was just they'd done the same amount, roughly, of movement. They're not going to give exactly the same, but given the exact same calories, the rat that was actually exposed to these toxins put on weight. The yeah. other one lost weight wasn't staying the same, one put on weight and one lost weight, given the same body weight to start with, same amount of calories. And you think, yes, that is in rats. But, what but is also this? humans, like people will say, these um, rats are exposed to more of that toxin at one time. But, but we're exposed to the, those the toxins element, over time and more of the What interests ones. me is that the element of the calorie starts in late 1800s. So we're something to we're do still using a late 1800 technology and idea of measuring how much energy we've got in a food. We but haven't we need some to measure it. Yeah, but with this, let's try and chocolate isn't the same as hundred grams. Let's of broccoli. try and design something more. You know, we've got all these apps and it's all that. We're still using. 
we're still using technology based on how much energy it takes to raise the you know the heat of, of water so um yeah i think the art school is great there there needs to be a death of a calorie but we haven't got a really good no substitute yet because we still need to know how much of whatever form it is is this food we're taking in yeah to then be able to burn it off and i think that's where like yes still look at counting your calories and like looking to sum up is that counting calories does have its place when we want to see what's going in but don't rely just on that um and it's not be, a case of that that you know that chocolate cake is 400 calories so i've run on the treadmill and it says 400 calories so now i can eat the chocolate yeah, cake exactly every Help. single person is different with that um your watch may not be giving you the right um feedback with it neither like your aura ring might not be your treadmill might not be your exercise bike whatever it is you're using to see how many calories you've burned probably not going to be as accurate and when you're on your and you're on your my fitness pal and you've got three things which says chocolate cake but the one which says 300 calories 400 calories and 200 calories don't select the 200 calories because <laughs> people do they go oh that's that's all right look i've stayed within yeah. my my amount um but actually that you say that with calories it's a great thing i had a patient many years ago with chronic fatigue and so I did a, a food diary and they wrote down what they were doing and it's fine. And then I pushed them further to say how many, how many slices of bread. And he used my fitness pile as a, as a baseline and all it was. And here was a patient who had chronic fatigue, but uh, they were way low on the amount of calories. So we used that as a baseline for actually to understand that although the irony is that she wasn't, didn't have enough energy, she wasn't actually eating anywhere enough to give a baseline to get some, some energy. So I, I, I don't, I'm not against the calorie, but I wouldn't use it's that a start as the point where I use with, with clients to find out what they're eating, but I'm not going to get them to constantly count calories. It's yeah. just what we're at. And if someone's saying they're eating a thousand calories, they're not going to bump them up to 2000 straight away. We'll slowly, gradually put them up. But there. a calorie between two and food stuffs. And it also depends on someone's goals as well. A calorie, yeah. A calorie between two foodstuffs are not the same. You drink apple juice and you drink eat an apple and they have the same calories, your body's going to utilize them. The calories are the same, but the nutrients aren't. Well, your body's going to utilize them in a different way. Because of the nutrients in there. And because of fiber and, the, yeah, and wine. Yeah, the and nutrients and everything, yeah. How it's delivered. Yeah. So not all fuel's the same, so not every calorie's the same. Just like not every beer, not every gin. No. I don't drink, so they, might all, they all taste horrible to me. On that note. On that note. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, or listening, depending on where you're actually consuming this content. We should be back in the I like next that, consuming. Very good. good. Like, sounded quite good with that. <laughs> that intellectual. Consuming this content. I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah, if you have any questions then fire them over on Facebook. If you've got us on Facebook, if you're here in the center and yeah. um, you've got any questions, let us know because we'd love to be answering your questions. And the next time that we come on here, I said last time that we'd have a date. We've got some venues lined up, but we'll yeah. get a date for our. I was going to say that well. reminder of uh, anyone who's interested in, in being part of that. Then let us know. Yeah, sounds good. If for those live, go and enjoy your Valentine's. Um, Don't worry about counting calories today. No, it's just another day <laughs> for men. <laughs> yeah. Right. Have a good one. Take care. We'll Take see care. you soon. Bye bye. Bye.